Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So you likely clicked on this episode because you feel like you have some kind of snacking problem. Maybe you want to learn why you can't stop snacking, or you want to learn how to stop mindlessly snacking. Whatever it is in this episode, we're going to chat all things snacking. I want to start off by defining snacking. (laughs) The word snacking, of course, comes from the word snack. And the official definition of a snack, according to the online Cambridge Dictionary, is to eat small amounts of food between meals. Just so we're all on the same page here. That's it. There's no good or bad in there. It's just having small amounts of food between meals. Essentially, something that is smaller than a full meal. In this episode, I'm going to share my perspective and tips for you to shift your relationship with snacking specifically to a more supportive and empowering one, maybe moving it away from a guilt-ridden one. We're going to chat about reframing how you're looking at this quote-unquote problem, why you're potentially feeling off about your snacking habits, why snacking is actually not a bad thing and can be truly supportive for your relationship with food, how to build a satisfying and filling snack, and I'm even going to share some snacks that I'm loving right now. So let's dive in. First up, your snacking problem isn't really a quote-unquote problem. So let me start by saying that that label of calling it a snacking problem may not be supportive for you to truly move forward and shift some of these habits to make you feel your best overall about eating. Calling it a snacking problem is likely making you feel very negative towards any snacking and also towards yourself for snacking when you do have a snack. So let's just start off by removing that label of I have a snacking problem from your self-image. Instead, I want you to shift that to I'm feeling a little off with my relationship with snacks and I'm in the process of learning how to make some adjustments to feel better about snacking as a whole or whatever else works for you. But do you see how different that feels and sounds rather than like, Ugh, I have a snacking problem. Why can't I get my you know, shit together? <laughs> I have this 
snacking problem. No, we're shifting it into something a little bit more flexible, a little bit more uh, neutral to make you feel expansive and empowered in your eating rather than feeling shameful and guilty about what you're doing. Because labeling it in those quote unquote bad ways makes you feel off and it continues to perpetuate that off feeling. Self-image is a really important piece to this work and might be more important than you think it is, which is why within my programs like Embodied Food Freedom, I focus so much on the mindset and shifting your mindset to support true change in your relationship with food and your life. So first and foremost, I want you to remember what I just mentioned here about how this problem is not really a problem. And let's shift your mindset and the way that you're viewing it to a way that is feeling more empowering for you. Next up, I want to chat with you about why you might be actually just feeling off with your snacking habits, right? We shifted that mindset. We just have this awareness now without judgment that things are feeling off in terms of snacking. Why is that? Why is that happening? Because understanding the why gives you the power to then have the awareness to move forward, right? So I'm sure maybe if you listen to the podcast, you might see this one coming, but diet culture is filled, absolutely filled with messages telling you that snacking is bad. Don't snack. You shouldn't have snacks. They're not good for you. Yada, yada, yada. Or, I mean, even when you Google like snacking, it's like, is snacking good or bad? And so much information out there that is super confusing. So I understand why you may feel confused or just off in terms of your snacking habits because you're getting all of these mixed messages, probably mainly negative ones about snacking, right? Maybe they're along the lines of, you know, if you have snacks, it'll be that you're eating too much and you can't, you know, go overboard in terms of eating so much in a day. So you have to keep it to just meals. But whatever the narrative is, know that this diet culture thing, wherever it's showing up in the media, from your peers, from your family, um, even from like healthcare professionals, diet culture can be perpetuated there too. Wherever this is coming from, influencers, I'm looking at you also. (laughs) Those what I eat in a day videos, not the most helpful thing. I will throw that out there. Well, I'm going to say actually probably not a helpful thing at all. Too much comparison there. But wherever you're seeing this diet culture show up, you may be getting that message. Snacking is bad, which is then building that back to the self-image piece, building that self-image of, oh, okay, snacking's bad. Oh, if I want a snack or if I'm feeling hungry for a snack or if I reach for a snack, then I'm bad. Like I shouldn't be doing that. And then the guilt and then all the things. And then even when it comes down to feeling deprived, right? If you're like, oh, I can't have snacks. We have this psychological thing where it may drive you to want them more, right? And especially if there is the biological and physiological drive, hunger. (laughs) We'll get into that too. But anyways, diet culture is a big, big piece of why you're feeling off about your snacking habits. And you know what that also tells you? It's not you. It's not an internal problem that you have. It's definitely not about willpower because willpower is 
not helpful. We don't need willpower. It's really not the thing that's missing for you. That's a whole other thing. I do have a whole episode. I believe it's episode number eight that talks about willpower and why you don't need willpower. But diet culture, you know, showing you that this isn't a you problem. It's a societal problem. A lot of those messages telling you why snacking's bad, making you feel bad about it. And, oh my gosh. And even when I was brainstorming for this episode, I came across something that was so absurd called the no S diet, which basically stated no snacks, no seconds, and no sweets, except for on days that begin with S. (laughs) So the exemptions were Saturdays, Sundays, and special days like birthdays or celebrations and sick days. There are so many things wrong with this. I could potentially do, you know, a whole episode on me ranting about this no S diet itself. But in short, this is just something that is super restrictive, not sustainable, and like a miserable diet. It also sounds like planned binges, aka cheat days, are allowed on the weekends. Setting yourself up for the diet binge roller coaster cycle every single week. This is not the way to go. So please, whatever you do, do not do a rigid diet like this one. I've heard of so many things along these lines, but just like having this thing have its own designated name and plan and all this stuff, I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. So right there is a prime example of diet culture and how it demonizes snacking, placing snacking, placing it completely off limits. So doing that, you know, there are so many of those messages out there about snacking being bad. And lo and behold, like I said, you end up feeling guilty about having those snacks. And there's reasons why you might be pulled towards snacks. Again, we'll talk about that in just a moment. And it's not something to feel guilty about right? So allow yourself to let go of these preconceived notions from diet culture about snacking and really just examine, okay, what's going to work for me and my relationship with food and go in with more of an open mind, right? Because a lot of improving your relationship with food and overcoming binging, overeating, emotional eating is unlearning and then relearning what works for you and how to follow and listen to your inner wisdom. That is, you know, really the code (laughs) to overcoming a lot of these things. But it sounds nice and simple when I say it that way, but there are so many pieces, as I'm sure you know. So that is a little bit on the why behind why you might be feeling off about your snacking habits. We're told to feel guilty and then you're feeling guilty and then it's feeling more out of control and you're just like, oh, why me? It's not your fault. Just jumping in here quickly to interrupt this episode to share something with you in case you're looking to take your journey to food freedom to the next level. If you're resonating with what you're listening to here on Intuitively You, I just know that you could truly thrive with getting support within my signature program, Embodied Food Freedom. 
Embodied Food Freedom is a highly supportive small group coaching program that I carefully crafted to help you get all of the best guidance, tools, tailored support, and community that you need to truly go from binge eating, overeating, emotional eating, stressing over food, and feeling stuck in the diet cycle to finally feeling at peace and in control around food and learning how to truly embody your version of food freedom. If this sounds interesting to you, I'd love to invite you to apply and hop on a free discovery call with me to chat more about all the details and if embodied food freedom would be a good fit for you and your goals. It would be my honor to support you in finding your version of food freedom so that you can just truly live your life without stressing about food anymore. The link is in the show notes for you to go ahead and apply right now. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to potentially chat with you soon and help you gain clarity on if this program is the right fit for you. Now, back to the episode. I want to kind of shift things and talk about why snacking is actually supportive for a healthy relationship with food. So this really comes down to eating enough and eating consistently throughout the day. Our bodies need consistent fuel to support your energy and functioning throughout the day. It's literally part of our biology and physiology. We need that. Sometimes, well, really like a lot of the times, just having three meals a day is not enough. The rough kind of guidance, I guess, that I could give you in terms of this to really how I talk about it is keep your body happy, right? Keep your body in a place where it's able to function optimally, take you through your days with enough energy to do all the things that you want to do and desire to do and give you that sustainable energy throughout your day. So you're not having these ups and downs and crashes and ugh, feeling off, all that stuff. Of course, there's a little bit more to that than just this, but a little bit of rough guidance if you're like, okay, well, and what am I supposed to do here? To eat consistently, the basic place where you can start, because I always, always will say, I want you to learn from your body and what works for you because we're all different. But if you're not sure and you want to start somewhere to start experimenting from, it would be three meals a day with snacks in between. So that's anywhere from maybe like one to three snacks a day-ish, maybe four, whatever, but three meals a day, snacks in between. And outside of that, another kind of rough guidance, right? We're not creating rules here, but rough guidance. Eat something every three to four hours while you're awake, right? So some folks may need more than that. Some may need less and your needs will even vary you personally, day to day or week to week. And that's totally fine. Just being aware of that is important. Um, But again, that is just some rough guidance if you're like, I don't even really know. And maybe you're like, okay, yeah, sure, Jen, that's (laughs) super simple. And like, I get it. But are you really doing it? Are you still potentially skipping meals, (laughs) whether it be intentionally or on accident, if you forget? 
Um, and even trying to add those snacks in might prevent you from having the more out of control snacking feeling later on, right? <laughs> That's just like a little bit of a mind blowing uh, thought right there. But with that, like along those lines, what might happen to you is that if you're not eating enough, right, within the meals, potentially snacks that you're having in a day, any given day, if you're not eating enough, you get that never ending snacking feeling come on, especially in the afternoon or the evening. So that a prime example of this is like, you know, you might barely have anything for breakfast. You wake up, you have you make your coffee, and then your breakfast just looks like something super small <laughs> or maybe nothing at all. Maybe it's just your coffee. And then you push through the morning, get started with work, and then, you know, noon rolls around and you're like, "Oh wow, it's noon. Oh my gosh, I'm starving. Now it's time to have lunch." You have a lunch, but it's not like quite substantial or maybe it is, and you just like skipped that breakfast. Or all of these meals are just small. You're not having any snacks. And then the afternoon rolls around. You have like that kind of crash feeling. And you're like, oh, like I need something to eat. And you grab something like a snack, but maybe it's not a substantial one. And then your workday finishes. And then you can, you know, you get into the kitchen and you can't stop grazing. You're just snacking and eating anything that you can get in your sight or get your hands on. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I have this out of control feeling around food. I just can't, you know, be trusted around food. And I I have this snacking problem, right? Whole thing of this episode. So if that's you, and if you've experienced that, know that this not eating enough could be a big piece of what's happening here. It's almost like the thing that you're trying to prevent, you're trying to like not snack because we're told snacking's bad. Adding that in and giving yourself the permission to have snacks and eat enough throughout your day and consistently throughout your day might be the solution. It seems really counterintuitive, but truly I am telling you, I've seen it happen with myself and many, many of my clients going through this and being like, wow, actually allowing myself the permission to eat throughout the day and have these snacks and fuel myself and my body and my energy and all the things, like I feel so much more in control around food and less out of control and more empowered, right? Of course, there could be other things going on behind the scenes too to have that never ending out of control feeling around like food, snacks and stuff. Um, There could be other things going on behind the scenes, right? Like paying attention to your emotions. Maybe there's some unmet emotional needs. Maybe there's other needs of yours that are unmet. Maybe you have some mental restrictions around certain foods, etc. There could be lots of things going on to drive the out of control feelings around food, but not eating enough will lead your body to seek more food because it's not getting enough. And if you have that like double whammy, if you will, of not meeting your nutrient needs by eating enough, and you have that guilt about eating more, that can keep you stuck, right? In the diet cycle of always trying to cut back on what you're eating, aka diet, and then you fall off the wagon and you overdo it with food, and then you feel guilty about that, and then it starts again all over. Remembering that that diet cycle itself can happen in just the course of one day which is kind of like that example I gave of like the never ending snacking at the end of the workday. That's kind of like a diet cycle in one day, like you're 
depriving yourself in the beginning of the day, not eating enough. And then that's driving you to eat more and feel more out of control later on. And then you have the guilt. And then the next day, maybe you have the thoughts of like, okay, now I got to, you know, be more in control and strict and rigid and have more willpower and eat less so I can make up for that. And then it happens again, (laughs) right? So that's the diet cycle. And if you're there and if you're stuck in that, no shame, no shame. Just have that awareness of like, okay, maybe this is what's going on. And now I can see that. And then you can move forward, right? And if you find yourself constantly snacking on whatever you can find, it might be a good sign, like we were saying, that you actually do need to eat more. I know it's not what you want to hear. I know it's not easy, but it could very well be the solution to these problems. Maybe it's having more substantial meals. Maybe it's including more satisfying and filling snacks, which I'm going to talk to you about in just a second. Maybe it's both. Get curious about this. But no, all in all, snacks are a good thing. They are not inherently bad. No food is inherently bad. If you struggle with the whole good versus bad food label thing, check out episode number six. It's how to let go of labeling food as good versus bad to learn more about how to shake that whole thing and shift your mindset about how you view food. So that is another great resource, another great episode for a little bit of these mindset shifts around the way we look at food. So like I said, I do want to share with you how to build a filling and satisfying snack because we've now gone through, you know, the mindset shift around the self-image and snacking and why you're maybe feeling off about your snacking and why snacking can be very supportive and healthy relationship with food. Now let's talk about maybe more of the how behind how to build that snack. Because I know the like, what do I even eat as a snack question comes up. Like it, it always is something that's confusing because there's so many foods out there. There's so many things we could do with our foods. Um, so I want to tell you from my perspective and trying to keep it as simple as possible too, of how to build that filling and satisfying snack. So a simple principle to follow here is food likes friends. Something you can just remember, food likes friends. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with having, say, a cookie or some chips as a snack. Remember that what we're doing here as a whole, right? this whole make peace with food, have a more positive relationship with food, whole thing is to actually make peace with all foods to therefore improve your relationship with all foods so that you no longer have the binging out of control, can't stop yourself feelings with all the fun foods. But where this does get confusing and a lot of folks get tripped up on this is that having just a cookie or just some chips as a snack isn't really going to provide you with much substance, staying power or fuel or energy for yourself and your body. Again, if that's your decision to just have that, there is no shame and no guilt in that. I absolutely have days where a snack that I want will just solely be a fun food. But I do also know that in terms of 
you know, we're talking about gentle nutrition and what makes our bodies happy and function their best. That's really not going to cut it for me if I need something and I'm actually like feeling physically hungry. If it's just a choice that I want to make and I'm like, I feel like having a cookie. Okay, cool. (laughs) I feel like having a cookie. I'm not going to make a big deal out of that. There's no guilt. There's no shame. But all that being said, so what do we do then? Right. Coming back to that food likes friends principle. I teach this to my clients in terms of what I call the food freedom groups, that being carbs, protein, fat, color, and fun foods. And for snacks, I always say we can, if we want to, right, you always have the power in your court to feel empowered around food. But if you want to, something to aim for is having two or more food freedom groups within a snack. So what I mean by this, you could have a fun food and protein or a fun food and some color, or you could have a carb and protein or a carb and some color and some fat, etc. right? Kind of just pairing these up. Food likes friends. Now, not to open the entire can of worms on nutrition by addition and gentle nutrition. And please, 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 please do not get caught up in this. But something also to keep in mind here is that things like protein and fiber specifically are going to be types of foods with more staying power and lasting satisfaction for you. In terms of the food freedom groups, you can find that fiber piece in a couple categories like carbs and color. So again, I'm not going to dive deep into that and there is nothing to stress over here, but where you can, adding in protein and or fiber to your snack might make it a more overall satisfying and feeling snack. Okay? No rules, no stress. We're just gathering information to allow you to make more empowered food decisions. So that's my little, you know, how to build a filling and satisfying snack 101. And I want to kind of end this off with maybe some examples, I guess, but personally some snacks that I am loving right now. So some of these things are, where do I start? Maybe something I just recently had actually was um, a clementine and some cashews. And that's kind of like a classic pairing for me. And maybe if I'm feeling it, if I want it, I'll add like a piece of chocolate or a Reese's peanut butter cup or something um, with that, you know, combo. Cheese and crackers are always a staple. Sometimes I like to add some fruit like berries on the side of that too. We've definitely been on a baby bell kick lately, and it's something that's like nostalgic to my childhood, and I also just love them. Um, So we have those on hand. Another like classic snack for me that I always love, never get sick of it, is Greek yogurt and some berries, whatever kind of berries or fruit we have, and maybe granola if I'm feeling it. Or um, what I really love, what I'm feeling like more of Um, like a fun food type snack. I love doing Greek yogurt and like crushed up Oreo on top. And then maybe also adding some raspberries in there. Mm. (laughs) That combo is delicious. I will tell you. So 
maybe that gives you some ideas, some new snacks to try. And I just want to end off this episode by saying I'm proud of you for taking a look at your relationship with food and being here and really learning about this quote unquote snacking problem that we now know is not really a problem. (laughs) And now you have some information about why things might be happening and how you can move forward with more empowered decisions and really just taking the power back into your core in terms of how you're eating, what you're eating, when, why, all the intentions, all these things behind your relationship with food and making it something that feels a lot better for you and feels less out of control. Because that is what this is all about. This is what I love to do is to help you feel more at peace with food and your eating habits as a whole. So I hope that these tips today were a great jumping off place for you. If you have any further questions about this topic, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at the intuitive nutritionist. I would love to hear your thoughts or if you have further questions or new episode requests or topic requests for the podcast. Absolutely. I'm always open to hearing those things and I love hearing your feedback. So thank you so much for tuning in today and we will catch up soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.